We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. IB Nation, what's going on? Notre Dame Recruiting Hour here on a Tuesday afternoon, which is a little bit different. We usually go on Mondays, but fresh off of the All-Star Game circuit, I was down in the All-American Bowl in San Antonio, Texas. So Brian Driscoll ordered me not to work yesterday. So we had the Recruiting Hour here to Tuesday. I'm Ryan Roberts, Director of Recruiting here at iBridge Breakdown. Mr. Sean Davis, of course, recruiting analyst here at Irish Breakdown. Sean, you were on yesterday. You're on today, man. Pulling a lot of duty this week on the podcast format, brother. But we have a lot to talk about. Recruiting never stops in this world. We kind of have a weird little lull now where Notre Dame's recruiting class for 2023 is finalized. We're talking a lot of transfer portal stuff. But we really want to start looking forward to the 2024 class here very soon, but to best do this today, we're going to kind of do a recap of the all-star games, the all American bowl that I was at the under armor, the um, sorry, under armor, all American game that was in Florida kind of went into the San Antonio week. We'll We'll kind of recap that stuff as well. And there's some visitors this week already, Sean. We have a transfer portal player that we're going to talk about that's visiting this week, as well as Notre Dame junior day is this weekend coming up as well. So it's going to be busy, man. It's going to be a busy weekend, as it always is. Joined again by Sean Davis. Sean, I love how D-Rock Irish gets us started here and just says, good day, IB Nation, throwing the blue, the home blue avatar out there for the rest of the month. Keep it right here for the latest and most accurate Irish news. And I just want to say I appreciate that, D-Rock. We try to be as accurate and as thorough as possible and we're excited to obviously to talk some recruiting before we start hit that like button subscribe hit that notification bell because we'll have you having a lot of shows this week five-star reviews on your favorite podcast platform are always always appreciated sean how are you we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Man, I guess we just got some breaking news, bro. Oh, what's that? Remember, we had, I don't know, I had spoken about it, and we had gotten the scoop that Notre Dame was going through a process of interviewing uh, someone on campus that was going to be the brand or general manager for Mm -hmm. NIL with Notre Dame Mm -hmm. moving forward, and they have announced the hire. Oh, yeah. We are. Do we, do we have the news? Can we circulate this now? Can you can yeah. you pop us in there? Yeah, let's do it. This is from Matt Fortuna. Nice. He Notre Dame's on-campus general manager for NIL would be Kayla Miller. Altis Sports Partners hired Miller to lead NIL's in, to lead Notre Dame's NIL strategy and education. Miller was previously a senior manager at On Location and has extensive basketball coaching and administrative experience. Now we know that. We had myself, and I know Brian as well, had several people that watch Irish Breakdown and Lucky Lefty Podcast that were actually being interviewed for the position. And they contacted us in the month of November. And I had said on Lucky Lefty Podcast to expect Notre Dame to take a step forward in the NIL space early 2023. And I said that announcement would be coming. And this is what, you know, both of us had heard about and had kind of confirmed with people inside the program. And Kayla Miller is now going to be the contact person. They didn't have a contact person. So that was very important. They didn't have an on-campus person to be the liaison. Now they do. That impacts recruiting. Now recruits Mm -hmm. will have someone directly to talk to along with the current players. And that's a big step in the NIL landscape that they made that hire. They were going through that practice late this year. And um, that's that's great to start off the recruiting hour. Uh, that really is, man. I feel yeah. like that's going to be a uh, – I feel like it's going to be a big topic with me and Brian tomorrow on the podcast now that we have – Caleb Miller is who you said, right, is the name of the Kayla. gentleman? Caleb. Kayla. Oh, Kayla Miller. My Kayla apologies. Miller. I'm sorry. Okay. If so I you was, have – Yes, it's Kayla <clears throat> Miller. It's K-A-Y-L-A. Nah, man, it's uh, I blame I blame the airplane ride two days ago back, Sean. My my ears were popping, man, and I feel like my hearing has been absolutely terrible. So, yeah. Kayla Miller mm-hmm. is now going to be the direct correspondent for Notre Dame on the the virtue of NIL and co- trying to regulate everything and make sure mm-hmm. that's being 
implemented and utilized the way that it's intended at Notre Dame. Yeah. I think it's a massive step, man. I mean, just quick thoughts, because we're not going to dive super in-depth on it on today. I mean, we might have to have Sean Davis on again tomorrow with me and Brian to try to talk a little bit about this, because this For is sure. obviously big news. I mean, yeah. Sean, I'll say this, man. This was needed. This was mm-hmm. necessary. Mm-hmm. This had to happen, right? What exactly does it look like? That'll be a great topic and be able to dive into it. What should it look like? We don't 100% know, right? But having a spokesperson and just a kind of a, a point person on this topic to be able to talk to recruits and to really be able to portray the full vision, it's very interesting. So Kayla Miller hired by the University of Notre Dame to kind of head the NIL side of the department. So yeah, I just followed her. I just followed her on Twitter. She's 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 a very uh, young individual, so she should be able to relate mm-hmm. to the parents as well as the athletes. And like we said, it's a step forward. She's an athlete herself, which is important. That's, that's, a, which that's is important, important as well as yeah. long, as well as an administrator. So I'm glad they made the hire. This takes away the uncomfortable. You can see Marcus Freeman was uncomfortable always talking about NIL. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure the coaches are uncomfortable talking about it. And to have someone that has the strength and the expertise to talk about it and can come from, you know, the, the point of view of an athlete. Yeah. It's just, it's really good. You're right. It's really good. And I'm sure she's going to build out a staff as and- well. And this this is just my initial response to it, Sean, is that I'm glad it's a younger person. I'm glad that it is a former athlete that has those perspectives because I'll be honest, if I was a college athlete and I had some just old person that couldn't really relate to me talking to me about how to take advantage of NIL, I'm not sure I would listen, if I'm being honest, or listen very promptly, right? So mm-hmm. having someone that could potentially relate to these young people as well, I think is important. So mm-hmm. we'll, I'm sure we'll be diving into this a lot more over the coming days. But again, Kayla Miller now appointed by Notre Dame to handle the NIL conversation on the side of Notre Dame. So it should be uh, should be really interesting. But we'll get into that at a future date, Sean. We wanted to talk about Notre Dame recruiting and some official visitors that we have coming up this weekend, coming to you live again on Tuesday. Sean, I I want to throw this one out there because this is, I think, is a good way to start. And you covered this guy a lot more than I did because I was just getting into the recruiting space, you know, Mm -hmm. beginning of January last year. And I wasn't really like I followed Notre Dame recruiting, but I wasn't like entrenched in the backstories and the mm-hmm. players and in their, as far as their personalities and all this good stuff. So we have a, gra- uh, not a grad transfer. We have a transfer portal player, wide receiver, CJ Williams from Southern Cal, University mm-hmm. of Southern Cal, that will be visiting Notre Dame this weekend. And for all Notre Dame fans out there, you are probably very much you're probably very much aware of CJ Williams because he was committed to Notre Dame for a pretty long time. Right. And Mm -hmm. then flipped his commitment to the Trojans late in the process. So he entered the portal, Sean, and I know he had visited Wisconsin. I think he had visited another school and Notre Dame. Now he is visiting this weekend. And I have to think, and I'm seeing the reactions in the chat earlier, I saw the reactions on the board already and even some on Twitter about C.J. Williams visiting Notre Dame because he did spurn them at one point, right? He was committed to Notre Dame, ended up flipping his commitment, 
now he's coming to visit Notre Dame, right? And I kind of want to open it to you, Sean, because obviously you following that recruitment, you being able to just kind of see the backstory and then, you know, him flip in and all that good stuff. There's a couple layers we're going to hit on. Yeah. One is just that, right? You know, you have a kid that decommitted from your program once upon a time. That doesn't mean that it's the end all be all. It doesn't mean, you know, people make mistakes all the time, right? It happens. So, but you're having a player that decommitted from your program, a player that just had left the USC program because he wasn't playing a ton, right? Kind of buried behind guys like Jordan Addison and Taj, uh, Taj Washington and a, a very good wide receiver group. You're now coming into a wide receiver room that, and we've given Chancey Stuckey a lot, a lot of praise, right? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, looking back at where we were just a year ago at this time, right? You now have Deion Colsey, Tobias Merriweather, Lorenzo Styles, Jaden Thomas, Matt Salerno all coming back. Wow. You also have a four-man class coming in of Braylon James, Jaden Greathouse, Rico Flores, and Caleb Smith. Not to mention you have another Caleb Smith, the grad transfer from Virginia Tech coming in. You now are 10 deep at wide receiver, which is much different situation Absolutely. than you were last year. So – C.J. Williams, if he does ultimately pick Notre Dame, he's coming into a crowded room, right? That's not to say that C.J. can't come in and compete and be one of the better wide receivers on the roster. That's not what I'm saying here. What I'm saying, though, is that you left a program in USC because it was a crowded room. Yeah, You're you're coming into another crowded room, although not as much proven commodities as what USC had at the time. Yeah, And you're in a position where you decommitted from this program before – and I would also say this, Sean, and I would love to hear your feedback on this. Kind of, I just want to hear your overarching opinion on the whole situation. Does CJ Williams really bring something to the table that you don't have on the roster right now? That would be my question, right? Like, is he is he different than Jane Greyhouse, for instance? Like, is yeah. he different than those types of guys? So, just your opinions on on CJ Williams and taking a second look at Notre Dame here. Yeah, let's have that discussion, right? You know, yeah. and let's judge this by what we see from a championship offense last night right they have dudes right some of those dudes are four stars some of those guys were two stars right but somehow some way they're dudes and i think it comes down to the offensive coordinator like you know i love todd munkin todd munkin was out there looking at practice one day and he looks on the side field and he sees this little guy just running around making plays and he's like man every time i look over there this dude is making plays like, let me bring him over here. Like, I know we got these four stars and these five stars, but, man, I can – man, he can help us. I definitely can put some stuff together for him. This, he can be our, our screen guy. He can be our third down guy in this, in this 21 set in the slot. Like, yeah, I can, I can, I can use him. And that's Lab McConkey. Right? Like, it, uh, stars don't matter. Former two-star Lab McConkey. Former two-star. Yeah. That's yeah. an offensive coordinator yeah. seeing that. And saying, you know what, we can use that. Mm-hmm. We can use that to win football games. So it, it's not just the players. How do you get the players in and use them? Yeah, CJ Williams, four star talent. But what does he do? Going back to what you just asked, what does he do that's going to allow him to be a dude in championship situations and help us win games? That's the question they're going to have to ask, right? You got 10 guys, at least three of those guys have to be dudes, right? Brock Bowers is a dude. Like, literally, we can use – dude, Todd Munkin's like, I can do whatever I want to do with him. 
Y'all can use him three or four different ways and you can't stop it. There's nothing you can do to stop it, right? Because I'm going to give you something going this way, bring him this way. I'm going to line him out split. You can't stop it. I'm going to connect him and 12 personnel with Washington on the other side. Which tight end <laughs> are you going to take away? It's, it's like this is what your job is as a coach, not just to recruit and get them in the building, but to develop them and then properly use them in the offense for the offense to be effective and win football games. So I'm all for bringing the talent in, but like you just pointed out, how is he any different? Who's going to be our screen guy? Who's our lad McConkey on this roster? Right. Who's, who's that guy that can make you miss? Mm-hmm. Take I mean, I mean, and, I mean, go 50 yards. Who? Hopefully it's Caleb Smith at some point. Hopefully it's Jaden Greathouse, maybe to a degree. Hopefully it's, I mean, I mean, you're not wrong, Sean. You're not right. Like they they don't have that. that, That's why Caleb Smith in this class. And I'm talking about Caleb Smith out of Reedy high school, the 2023 high school commit. That's why he is. That's why he's, that's why he was important because Mm -hmm. you have now a lot of trees, right? You have Tobias, you have Dion. Jane Greathouse is a bigger receiver coming in. Braylon James is a bigger receiver coming in. A lot of those guys can win on the outside. But the question that you have is, do you have that guy on the inside? And Mm -hmm. I mean, so CJ, for me, I remember Brian made this, this, uh, I think he made this comparison last year, which I kind of liked. He compared him to, to Juju Smith Schuster, right? Which I'm like, makes sense. Like he's, he's definitely more of a slot receiver, but I mean, he he is a little bit different than what you have in that sense, right? Like he brings a little bit different of dynamic. And I just kind of want to, you know, put this out there for a second because I see someone, uh, someone said something about, you know, oh, you know, he's a, you know, you add all the talent that you can to the room or whatever. It had nothing to do with talent, the conversation that I started here, right? Mm-hmm. CJ Williams is a very talented kid. There was a reason yeah. that he was a top 100 recruit coming out of high school. My commentary is more on is he – so different than what you have now that he brings a different skill set that would fit correctly, right? Like that was mm-hmm. my thing. If it was just CJ Williams as a talent, I'd be like, I mean, and honestly, I'll be open to it. Like if if CJ Williams wants to come to Notre Dame and the coaches are comfortable with it, I'm good with it, man. I am. It's just it, you have to have the nuanced conversation though, because there's a lot of different vantage points to this one, right? And yeah. people might not care because again, you know, you always have there's always second chances out there. Right. And there's always Mm -hmm. players that are people that make mistakes. And this isn't even just in the recruiting world. Like people make mistakes every single day. Right. If I was judged based upon one bad action I have, then I would probably have no loved ones in my life. Right. Like that's just where we are. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not that CJ can't fit in, excuse me, can't fit in the program. It's Mm -hmm. just, you know, are you know, does it make sense for both sides is more of what the conversation I'm having. So I was just curious more on your, your side of things, Sean, because again, I didn't really like I, I I watched his highlight tapes obviously when he committed to Notre Dame. I followed along with the recruitment a little bit, but I didn't know him personally, right? Like I don't know what makes him tick. I didn't know yeah. his relationships with the coaches, all that good stuff. Like there there's nuance to this conversation. No, he he committed and of course he committed to the previous staff and the previous wide receiver coach. And I don't know if Jaden Mickey and him have repaired their beef. Maybe they'll do that when he visits because Jaden Mickey, who he had a relationship with, and they both committed, and they both had said certain things to each other once they committed that they were going to do once they got to Notre Dame. And Jaden Mickey made no mistake that when he decommitted that he had an issue with him. 
Right. And was like, oh, that's what we're doing? And, yeah. and said it publicly. So, yeah. And then when he left, he made some statements about Notre Dame and the lack of a passing game. And Notre Dame is a great school for tight ends to go to. And he said some stuff. So, I mean, if the staff is cool with taking him, you know, then that's fine. But, look, he left USC for a reason. Mm-hmm. He left USC for a reason. Yep. You're not wrong. You're not, not transferring because, I mean, who would you rather? I would love to be a receiver for Caleb Williams. Sure. Sure. And they're losing Jordan Addison, right? So you would think that there would be some opportunities opening up. Right. Yeah. But he was supposed right. to be the slot guy. Then you had Todd Washington. And then you had this other freshman come on in the bowl game. So it was like, yo, you got passed up mm-hmm. by other people in your class. Now you're in the transfer portal. You come to Notre Dame. I mean, there's a kid named Tobias Merriweather. There's three kids coming in that expect to play. Like, right, and three three kids that are going to be all early enrollees too, absolutely. right? Which is important. It's absolutely. Important. And like, I, you know, someone mentioned like Jeremiah Love can be that screen guy. He's a running back. Like, can we get right. an actual wide receiver that, to throw a now screen to? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's that's what makes it beautiful for Todd Munkin, right? If if Lad is in the split out, there is no watch, watch. If Jeremiah Love goes split out, you're bringing him in the game to get the ball to him. Yeah. That's an automatic alert to the defense. Like, yo, 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 because mm-hmm. he's, he's not a natural wide receiver. He yeah. can catch the ball out of the backfield, but he hasn't played wide receiver. Now Caleb Smith from um, Frisco – that's the kid that you feel like, okay, smallest receiver. That's why they went and got him because he yep. fits that type. Mm-hmm. Bring him in, and now we can start doing some things with him, and he can be that guy. So I don't know exactly what C.J. Williams would bring that doesn't already exist. Sure. Right? He is, in my opinion, he was going to be a slot guy. Mm-hmm. That's how the previous regime envisioned him, a big yeah. slot guy. And if and, and you have that in Jaden Thomas right now, right? Exactly. Jaden Greathouse can do with some of those same things. Exactly. That's just kind of my point, Sean. And I think the Caleb Smith that transferred for Gene Tech could do some of those same things too, right? So mm-hmm. it's not that you're it's not about a lack of talent for CJ Williams. I think he no. could be a very good player in college. It's just is he so much better than what you have, or is he better at all than what you already have that you would sacrifice that? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, would you sacrifice their developments for a player that didn't want to be here at one point? Right. It's not not just about having depth. Mm -hmm. You have to have smart depth. Mm -hmm. Can we Can I say this real quick? Can we stop with the top 75 talent thing, okay? Can we stop with this? Sean, you were just talking about a young man that was a two-star recruit last night that's a Mm two-time national championship, was the leading receiver for the team, right? Mm -hmm. Can we stop with the top – he brings top 75 talent? I don't care what CJ was ranked as a player coming Mm -hmm. out of high school, right? I care what he did in college and what he's done in college. And what the recent film tells me is he had four receptions for 38 yards this year, okay? Can we stop with that? Because that seriously is underselling the talent that's on the roster already. I would say that – 
Tobias Merriweather's a top 50 talent, no matter when he comes out, right? Jane Greyhouse is a stud that's coming out this year. Braylon James is a stud. Can we stop with the top 75 talent thing? Like, can you th- stop throwing arbitrary things? Talk to me about how, how it fits. Talk to me about how it fits. That's the conversation that we need to have. It's not about a lack of talent. And if they choose to bring CJ Williams in, I will be very happy because he is a talented football player, right? That is a good conversation. We're talking about how it fits together. Mm-hmm. That is the conversation we're having. Sorry, Sean. I didn't mean to cut you off. It's no, just, and stuff drives me crazy, man. And to add context to what you're saying, once again, he had those stats with Caleb Williams. And once again, he got passed up on the depth chart by fellow freshmen. Tobias didn't get on the field because he had veterans in front of him. There were no freshmen passing him up. And Tobias missed four games because of a concussion. So his stats probably would have been more. So that and if Tobias had Caleb Williams, I guarantee you his stats would have been better in a full healthy season. So that we gotta we gotta bring context. Stop. Look, no one, people are missing what we're saying. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with his talent. It has <laughs> four, nothing to do with his talent. Sean, four times the catches that uh, Tobias had this year, and, and Tobias still had more yards and more touchdowns, which is so funny, right? Like, once come again, on, man. Stop with again, that, please. Stop with again. that. He, Tobias Merriweather did more with one catch than C.J. Williams did with his four. Stop that. Please stop that, man. That's so silly. That's so silly. We, uh, once again, context. Yes. People are missing the point. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we're not even, we're not even saying like, again, I'm not saying that you don't take CJ Williams. I'm just talking about how he fits into the offense. If you do take CJ Williams, it, it is like <sighs> it, it, you, you're getting them for depth for what yeah. depth for what depth behind the other four guys that do the exact same thing that he right. does. That's not good depth. And, and now we have someone saying we don't have a clear wide receiver one. Okay, but is he's CJ not, Williams he's, the clear wide receiver one? Not, That's my question. Kidding? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are they trying to say that he's a, a I, I, think, I, think, I, I think people see the recruiting rankings and just assume he is head and shoulders this above is, everybody else. He, That's he, That's what I think. He got passed up by two other freshmen at USC, but he's a wide receiver one? So Lincoln Riley just let a wide receiver one walk out of his program. That's and a, 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 a that's wide receiver and a wide receiver one doesn't think that he can unseat Taj Washington or Brendan Rice next year, right? And let's clear be, wide receiver one. I'll, go, on, I'll take it an even further step than that. I'm gonna keep it all the way real. Uh-huh. If he's that cold, why is he visiting Wisconsin <laughs> as a wide receiver? Let's keep it. Let's keep it all the way above. If he's that cold. <laughs> As a wide receiver, why is he visiting Wisconsin? I mean, I mean, they're running an air raid apparently now. So, we're not we're not about to do that today. And I said this with Sam Hartman. As a fan base, we got to stop being thirsty, man. Stop. Yeah. This is Notre Dame. This is freaking Notre Dame. Stop acting like you are twentieth ranked program in the nation. This is Notre Dame. I'm not getting happy over no C.J. Williams. Now, if, if, if Perry was coming with Sam Hartman from Wake Forest, Sh- Sean, I would be you- like, okay, now, okay, yeah, add him to the room. You want give me one of the kids from up in Michigan? Uh huh. Give me an A.J. Henning that would be a type 
that we don't have in the wide receiver room. Give me that. Give me a Roman Wilson transferring. That type with elite speed that can make you miss and catch screens. Give me that. Yeah, now I'm ecstatic. C.J. CJ Williams? A kid that got beat out by two other freshmen that were ranked lower than him in his class that made him transfer. And now we're talking about he could be a what, – what are we really talking about, man? Sean, don't you think it's kind of weird that the only teams you're, you're hearing associated with C.J. Williams are East Coast and Midwest schools as well? Is that a little weird to you? I mean, a little bit as a Cali kid that would come from modern-day high look, school? Just a little bit, a little bit. Look, look I'm, I'm, I, I, again, I just want to put this back out there because I feel like people are misconstruing my, my, my talking points here, right? If Notre Dame feels it's a good fit and C.J. Williams wants to be here, I welcome the talent. He's a talented kid. I'm not saying he's not. Uh, we're talking about how he fits into the offense if he does come in. That's all I'm talking about, man. That's all I'm talking about. And no, I'm not here to and I'm not here to accept the fact that CJ Williams is so much better than everybody on the roster. He comes in, he's a wide receiver one day one. And if he's a depth player, that's fine. He can be a depth player. That's cool. But he's also a depth player that didn't want to be at Notre Dame, right? That went to USC. So there is things that you need to figure out here because he he wasn't okay with being a depth player at USC. You think he's going to come here at Notre Dame and be a depth player? He threw jabs at the offensive coordinator when he decommitted. Right. In the system. Mm-hmm. Only to go to a system where he could thrive and leave because he got beat out by other freshmen. What are we talking about right now? Like, yeah. dude, it's, I try—I swear I try to stand out front for this fan base against mm-hmm. Alabama fans, Ohio State fans. Look, I'm done. Because the, the last week or so has proven to me that, man, our expectations as a fan base have gotten really low. Really low. Like, we're freaking Notre Dame, man. We've been to two college football playoffs. We played Georgia to a standstill and had a chance to beat them in the fourth quarter. For years, we've been saying we're a quarterback away. We get a quarterback. We're recruiting better. The 24 class is going to be better than the 23 class. And now we're happy about a kid that can't make it at USC. Who didn't, wanna, who didn't want to be who here, Who didn't Sean. want to be here. That's the main thing for me is that he didn't want to be here. And, again, he could oh completely change around. Completely change around, right? He may, Maybe he makes amends. Everybody's cool on both sides. And if it makes sense, that's fine. I'm good with that. But from an outside perspective right now, C.J. Williams didn't want to be here. Like That's Ooh. the point blank period to it. What happened all of a sudden that he wants to be here now? That's my thing, right? Like That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. We're trumping it for C.J. Williams, man. C.J. Williams. I'll say this, Sean, and this might be uh, – people might be mad at me about this, and uh, that's fine. That's fine. But there's a kid from Cal in the portal right now, John uh, J. Michael Sturdivant. Yeah, Sturdivant. We saw I, I, we I would saw rather him. have I would Absolutely. rather have him because he brings something different to Absolutely. the table, and Absolutely. he's more productive. Absolutely. And, and, we, and we got and, to see and, personally. Exactly. Up, up close. In yeah. Notre Dame Stadium, what he could do. But we'll see. We don't want to spend too much time on this because we already have. But C.J. Williams visiting Notre Dame this week, uh, this weekend. If it goes well and he ends up in the class, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it and just in general. So, um, yeah, 
So we'll, we'll go there. We'll go there. Uh, apparently, we're going to rank some of these guys. And uh, yeah, we'll keep moving. So, Sean, but we do have some junior day invites. Sean's mad. Hey, Sean, I want that hat, by the way, man. That is a sick hat. I need Yo, that hat, by the way. I need that hat, man. It is. Uh, uh, Brian sent it to me. I, I love it. It is I a great hat. It. I bet you are heated, brother. We need to chill here for a second. What are we doing, man? What are we What are we doing? We're uh-huh. better than this. Expect more. Expect uh, people- more. People are sa- are saving receipts if he comes. Okay, save the receipts. Oh, <laughs> the- Bring him on the show. I will tell him to his face. What did I actually say that was so disrespectful, by the way? Oh. I, I said that he is similar to a lot of what you have. True. I said I'd be okay with him coming if, he's, if they're both good on both sides. True. And I said that he didn't want to be here at Notre Dame. What did I say that wasn't true? Facts. What did I say? I, I'm just asking, what did I say that wasn't true? I, Facts. He said Notre Dame is not a school that you go to if you're a wide receiver. It came out of his mouth. He said you go to Notre Dame if you want to be a tight end. That's what he said. He said yeah. that's the system. His words. But yet still, he's on the doorstep. What's changed? Just, just trying to figure out what me and you said, Sean. That was so disrespectful to CJ Williams. I just, nah, I just don't know. He's a wide, he's a wide receiver number one, but he couldn't cut it at UC, USC. <laughs> Whatever, man. Right. Sean, a couple, a couple um, very interesting players who will be on campus. Twenty twenty four recruits. Because if you haven't checked out boards at IrishBreakdown.com, you should. Because we now have a running list of the junior day visitors this week. So this one, there's going to be a couple of junior days. This one is going to be a little bit of a more local conversation, right? This will be a little bit more of a local situation. So you should expect more Midwest players, maybe some Northeast, a little bit more of local kind of feel to this junior day, Sean. But I want to start with a couple 2024 commits that are in the class for Notre Dame that will be on campus for the junior day, which I think are big for this, Sean. I think they're big for this type of setting. When you have talented recruits on, having C.J. Carr, 2024 quarterback, out of the state of Michigan, grandson of Lloyd Carr, and wide receiver Cam Williams out of Glenbard West High School in the state of Illinois, they Mm. will be on campus this weekend for junior day. We're expecting a couple more 2024 commits that will be on campus. The only one that I've gotten verified that will not so far is Owen Wafel. But I, again, I do not want to put out names that we have not had verified yet. Right. Mm-hmm. So they are, but those are the two guys that we know for certain will be on campus this weekend. CJ Carr and Cam Williams. And Sean, I just want to throw this one real quick to these fellas. before we talk about a couple uncommitted players that are scheduled to potentially be on campus. Yeah. That's, I think it's huge, man. It's huge because those are the two probably biggest recruiters in this class of 2024 right now for Notre Dame. Absolutely. CJ Carr, Cam Williams, they have the voices. They're very outgoing, and they represent what the 2024 class is building right now. So I think it's huge for them on this this junior day coming up that Notre Dame has two of their biggest recruiters on campus that just so happen to be very talented players in their own right. Yo, Cam Williams is connected to – Maybe the three most important recruits on the board in 24. Ryan Wingo, 
and Cam Williams have a great relationship. Justin Scott and Cam Williams talk every day. Like, I think he talks to Jeremiah McClellan. He's locked in on just about every big-time recruit. And then C.J. Carr, when Justin Scott drops his top eight on Sunday night, C.J. Carr is right there with the retweet. Come home, big fella. So this junior day will lead to the Irish invasion over the summer. And the Irish invasion was more than successful last year with the trio you got from that, that particular day. So these days are very important. These days are very important. So a lot of good juniors from the surrounding states, Ohio, Michigan, Wisconsin, Illinois, uh, that will be coming in. And if I'm not mistaken, I'll double check. Uh, Marquis Lightfoot might be, might be coming in this weekend as well. Yes. I, I talked to him this morning. He okay. is a player that is tentative, but he mm-hmm. is trying to make that trip happen. Yeah. So Marquis yeah. Lightfoot is trying to get on campus as yeah. well. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, so when I talk to him, I know he and Al Washington talk very consistently. Yeah, he let me know that that was the case and, you know, his relationship with Coach Washington and Notre Dame is increasing and growing. Uh, he just released his new junior film, I want to say two weeks ago. So you, you can go check that out. But uh, number one pass rusher, defensive end in the state of Illinois. And Justin Scott is the number one overall player in the state of Illinois from the class of 2024. So absolutely. Uh, C.J. Carr, C.J. Carr is just a dude, right? And the quarterback doesn't have to say too much. He's the quarterback in the class, right? Like he he might not have to reach out and talk as much as Cam Williams to certain guys, but he's the dude, right? We didn't have that for a long time in the 23 class. And Drake Bowen did a great job of kind of stepping into that position and being there for the 23 class until Kenny Minchie came in. And even the guys in the 23 class told us on National Signing Day that the class felt different once they got their quarterback. Yes. Like they talked about it. Like, man, we don't have our quarterback, though. Yeah. You know? I mean, you remember Bray- Braylon James said something just like that, Sean. Yeah. It was like a relief. It's like mm-hmm. just kind of an apo- a, a, um, exclamation point on it, Absolutely. right? Like, that's Absolutely. That's it, man. Absolutely. Yep. So the class 24 class already has that feeling. They have this guy at the top. To have the quarterback that is the inverse of what we saw last year, where the defensive side was really most of the early signings. It's the offense that's gotten going in the 24 class, and now the defense is going to have to pick some things up. Of course, you have Carson Hobbs, Owen yes. Wafel, and mm-hmm. Mike Mickens, his list of guys that he's looking at, they're all impressive. Yes. All impressive. So I'm, I'm, I, we can't wait. I think. Most of us will really start digging into guys like once the open 
I'm sure we'll get an updated list over the next couple of weeks of guys that have been added, what comes yes. out of this, you know, junior day. And then we'll really get a nice spreadsheet for 24 and who they're really going after at every position. And then we can really start digging in and reporting on certain guys and making connections with certain guys. But the guys we already know, like the Robinson twins, or the Robinson brothers out of uh, California, Chancey mm-hmm. Stuckey is relentless on them. Yeah, uh, I don't. I'm sure they probably won't be making it, even though California is a mess right now with the <laughs> rainstorm. They, they are. Um, they're big track and field guys too. So yeah. I know, like, they couldn't make it down to the the junior combine and the All American mm-hmm. Bowl this past weekend because they had the track track meet and stuff yeah. like that. So they're yeah. they're pretty busy this yeah. time of year. Yeah, but, them. Yeah. Um, I talk. Uh, I talked to. So for more instance, right? I talked to Caleb Brewer, who's the offensive lineman out of PA that they offered yeah. a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. He cannot make it this week because he's an all-state wrestler, Sean. I don't think he's right. lost a wrestling match in like two years, right? And he's got a tournament this well, weekend. We, we so. got a, another pretty good offensive lineman that's dominating in wrestling. That's always good. That's always great. His film. Sorry to go off on a tangent for a second, but if you have not seen Caleb Brewer, he's an offensive lineman out of out of Pennsylvania. His film, Sean, is hysterical, man. So he's 6'5", excuse me, 300 pounds, and he's playing tight end defensive mm-hmm. end. We're number 44, and it is so funny, man. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm literally, like, laughing my butt off watching this film. So it'll be interesting, though, and I, I agree with you 100%, right? Yeah. Th- this spring and this summer is going to be really interesting. I agree. Because you have the coaching staff who has proven that they have a lot of good recruiters on the staff. You have your quarterback already in place in CJ Carr. And, Sean, now that you have the NIL side of things starting to figure itself out a little bit, I feel like there could be a little bit of a storm here over the Mm. spring and summer for Notre Dame. Mm Because it's been a little quiet on the 2024 side, but it's also because Mm -hmm. it it filled up pretty early. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, let's leave it there. But – Sean, give me a little more on Marquise Lightfoot because I know he's a kid that you like a ton. And again, he's going to be here on campus potentially yeah. this weekend, not fully yeah. verified, but he's trying to make the trip. Yeah, Marquise Lightfoot was a kid that uh, from Chicago that I talked to. I actually talked to him and Justice Scott and Cam Williams like February of last year and just getting a jump start on the 24 kids. And at that point in time, neither of them, neither of them had an offer from Notre Dame. Ultimately, Cam Williams got the offer first or right around the time that Marquise Lightfoot got his offer. And Marquise Lightfoot came to the Blue and Gold game. And I remember talking to him and he was just excited, you know, but he goes to Kenwood, who does an amazing job. I think they have something like eight kids from that program in the city uh, signed D1 offers. Uh, D1 offers, I think five of them went to power five schools. So it's an up and coming. They've been dominating the city, um, the CPS football landscape for like three years now. And I love that coach because he's very much, he's not controlling, but he's very much involved as a head coach with the recruitment of all his players. And Mike Mickens actually came up this summer to check on Khalil Tate a safety that actually ended up going to Iowa. Mike Mickens was actually checking in on him because he's like a nickel safety type. He ends up at Iowa and, you know, Mike Mickens watched him practice, looked at some things, had some conversations, but I don't think it went any further than that. 
So it, it, this is a really good program that Marquise Lightfoot is coming from. That's the first thing I want to put out. But he's long. You t- he is dude. He's like Dr. Octavian, man, from Spider-Man. It's just like just these long arms, long legs. He comes off the edge, and his, his get-off is something that he talked about. Like even when I talked to him last week, he was just talking about technique and get-off. Like that's what mm-hmm. I want to improve. That's what I'm working on this summer and this spring, my get-off, my technique, because the talent's there. The size, the length, everything's there. And – you know, at the time when he was initially offered, I'm not sure if he was an immediate take for Notre Dame. Um, you know, I think they just want to see him develop a little more because at this time, I want to say he was getting ready to graduate. I'm not graduate, but he was still a sophomore. Yeah, getting ready to go into his junior year. And, and, and he and he was he was like all limbs and yeah. just filling out. Yeah. yeah, he was just filling out. You go see his junior film now. Looks different. He, he's been in the weight room. His game looks different, you know. Yep. yep. And now you're like, okay. You know, I understand why he talks to why Al Washington is talking to him consistently. So if they can if they can get that one two combination out of Chicago in a twenty four class with him and Justin Scott. Man, look, we all of the concerns we've had previously, I know I would back off. I would back off a little bit. Yeah. And if Marquise Lightfoot and, and Justin Scott get added to the 24 class, I'll shut my mouth. Everybody, everybody in the chat can keep those receipts. I, I don't even receipt. Sean, I don't even need Lightfoot in that conversation, man. If they get Justin Scott after what man. we, you know, after this uh, turn that's taken, right? If they get Justin Scott, I'll I'll shut up for a year. Like, man, you go ahead, sir. You go ahead. I got it. I no. got it. I like but, his junior film, yeah, a lot more than I like his sophomore film. Agree with that. I agree. I think I think Marquise took a huge step forward. There's no doubt. And I also think that there's there's really uh, there's a few interesting viper types in this class, Sean. I just had a. Uh, what I perceive to be the biggest needs in this class for Notre Dame, like positions they need to hit on. And I talked a lot about Vipers. So I talked about guys like Jacob Smith, Danny mm-hmm. Okoye, who's a player that people have been asking a lot about that a I'll lot. hit on in, in the mailbag a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Marquise Lightfoot, because I, I think that Notre Dame might be in a situation. I don't know if you agree with this, Sean, but they might be in a situation where you might take two Vipers in this class, right? And you don't take another strong side defensive end. Like you might be in that situation after what they just did in 2023 where you say, I need pure interior guys. And then I need two Vipers, right? Like that's what I need in this class. Cause I think Notre Dame does need more of that type moving forward, but Marquise Lightfoot potentially making the trip. I want to talk, Sean, we got verification from a big time player that is going to be on campus this weekend. That's Walter Matthews, who is a tight end. Out of Hiram, I think it's Hiram. I might be pronouncing it wrong, but he's out of Georgia. Mm-hmm. Sean, 6'7", 250 pounds already, man. He was just offered by Notre Dame on December 22nd, so right before Christmas. And I'll be, I'll be completely honest to everyone out there. I hit him up last night to see if he was coming, mm-hmm. okay? And I was I was expecting like no nah, I'm gonna try to get there sometime this spring right mm-hmm. that's just that's just generally what I was thinking yeah and he was like yeah I'll be there this weekend I'm like oh first time yeah first time I'm like oh 
that's interesting. So I've been talking a lot about Carter Nelson, and I think for really good reasons. Really good reasons, right? yeah. Yeah. But Notre Dame has recently added a couple really talented tight ends to the board in 2024. Walter yeah. Matthews is one. Mm-hmm. Jaden Reddle from Missouri is the other, who's kind of a bigger – he's more of a big wide receiver that's going to transition to tight ends. Right. But – he, uh, Mark, uh, Marquis Lightfoot. I almost said Marquis Lightfoot. Uh, Walter Matthews, though. Sean, this is an interesting one because he is rated by on three as number 81 player in the class, number eight athlete. ESPN has him rated as the number one athlete in the 2024 class. So he's a highly regarded tight end, huge body, man. When you look at his body, this kid literally could be 6'7", 265. You know the Darnell Washington kid that was playing for Georgia last night, Sean? Yes. That's now, what he could that's what he could look like. Like he could look like that type of dude. I think he's even a little more straight line fast than Darnell Washington is right, personally. Right. But so now yeah. what you're talking about is the same thing we were talking about the wide receiver room. Mm-hmm. Like you can have depth all you want to. What does the depth look like? Mm-hmm. The beauty of Georgia is they have two tight ends that are two totally different tight ends. Two different, yeah. And, and and if if Eric Gilbert had his head on straight, they would have three tight ends that are completely three. different players. Yeah. yeah, which means every time they're on the field together, they stress the defense yes. in multiple ways because you have no clue. Because both can block. As small as Brock Bowers is, he puts he forth effort. He does. Yeah, block. no doubt. No doubt. So now the defense is like, what do we do? And that makes it easier and gives more room to the receivers, mm-hmm. right? They really – Georgia really only has one big body receiver. And yeah, the, the, uh, the one the Smith Rose, kid, right? Yeah. He's tall. Yeah, he's tall. Yeah, That's it. They only have one big body receiver. Everybody is smaller, slot, speed. Why? Because their size is coming from the tight ends. Yes. And they, and they have this one tight end that can pretty much be a slot receiver. Mm-hmm. On third downs from 12 personnel and they can just stress you so many different ways. And that's what you're talking about. Carter Nelson. I understand now. And I love what coach is doing in recruiting. I understand why he took a pass on Christian Van Tanker, mm-hmm. even though he's look, look, everybody wants him. All of the SEC schools want him. He's right here in your backyard. When you got a Carter Nelson type and you see this kid, you don't have those in your tight end room. Yeah. Because you have Christian Bentanker and you, you have that type. Exactly. In your tight end room already. Who, who's a good player. Who's really, a good player. Really good player. Yeah. Really good player. Loves Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Loves Notre Dame. Unfortunately, you have to build out the depth the right way. Yes. You just can't say, oh, we're just going to get tight ends. We're going to get six tight ends. No. You have to have different types to make it easier for your offense to stress the defense in multiple ways. And that's what we were talking about with the wide receiver room. Yes. Don't just go get a guy. Go get something that you don't have that can add stress to the defense. Right. Because at the end of the day, Sean, going back to the wide receiver conversation, if I have three wide receiver spots and I have six guys that play one spot, they don't Mm -hmm. fit together. Right. Yeah. I can't get those guys on the field together, but guys that can play multiple spots or I have two good, really good slots, two really good X's, and then I can kind of mix and match. That's what we're talking about. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that's the conversation that I'm having here. And tight end is 
similar to your point, right? Because Brock Bowers, Darnell Washington are completely different football completely players. Completely different football players. Yep. And I just want to say this before I continue. I, I saw someone on the board after I put the Walter Matthews up, a little bit of an intel piece. Someone said, is this a, re- is this a reaction to Carter Nelson in some way? And the answer is no, it's not. It's not. I talked to Carter, uh, well, someone close to Carter very recently, uh, this morning actually, and I think that Notre Dame is in a, getting in a pretty good spot here. I, I do think it's going to be a Nebraska-Notre Dame battle for Carter Nelson when all is said and done. I just think that Notre Dame is also evaluating the landscape, and they're like, oh, well, that Walter Matthews kid it's pretty good, right? Jaden Riddell down in, up in Missouri, pretty good football player, right? So it's just expanding the board naturally, and it, it's – yeah, I mean, that's where we are, Sean. Look, I, yeah, look, Tommy, let's be honest, watching that game last night, Mm-hmm. Some of the stuff that Todd Munkin does is some of the stuff Tommy likes to do. So why maybe Notre Dame is reacting to watching Georgia's two tight ends for the last two years. Could be. I mean, it's a maybe, copycat league at the end of the day. Maybe yeah. they're like, okay, let's go get Carter and this. Let's go get him. Let's go get these two. And right. we have him for three years. Just nightmare. 21 personnel, 12 personnel. And and Notre Dame has a really good tight end already committed in 2024 in Jack Larson, right? Who's really, but but Jack is 6'3, will probably be like 240, Mm -hmm. right? At at the end of the day, he's more of like that movement based player, right? He's Mm -hmm. not a true in line tight end, he's more of a big wide receiver. Mm hmm. So getting a bigger body type potentially with him, you know, because the one thing that all these, although Although Walter Matthews, Carter Nelson, and Jaden Reddle are all very different players, they do have one thing in common, Sean. They're all incredibly long, right? Like they are really long football players. And Jack Larson's not the longest guy in the world. So you need to counterbalance lack of length with one with Man. length at the other. And Walter Matthews is stupid long. Carter Nelson is stupid, stupid long. Jaden Re- Reddle from out of Missouri is stupid long. So getting a guy – like a Walter Matthews on campus, I could see him fitting with Jack Larson if he ends up at Notre Dame. I think that that would be a very dynamic duo. And I think someone just said it, Jer- Jared Parker swings big. I like it. And and this is that, that's interesting too, Sean, because yeah. this is the first recruiting cycle that we're really going to see Jared cool. Parker. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because Cooper Flanagan was already committed He's in the 2023 classes. Mm-hmm. And they were they were content with only taking one tight end. It wasn't like mm-hmm. Jared Parker had to get on the trail and really dominate 2023. So far, 2024, found a guy early in Jack Larson. He has a chance to take a second tight end, and he's swinging for some dudes, man. Dudes. Some absolute freak show dudes. And you, like, can act, you can see that he's come in and said, look, they, they, t- they told us. That there was being self inventory was being done throughout the entire program through the year while they were trying to win games. They were looking at everything in the program, including mm-hmm. the roster, to say, We need to improve, but this is how we need to improve in this area. So, when you, like I said, when you pass on a kid in your backyard that's darn good, yep. that's your prototype Notre, in, Notre Dame tight end. Like you, 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 Print up Notre Dame tight end. That's him. Looks <laughs> yeah. like it. Talks like it. Comes from Chicago area. Go get him. He's raised the bar. He's mm-hmm. like, you know what? We could go get him, but you know what? Let's go get some dudes. Some dudes that can be dudes in championship games. 
And that's not saying Ben Tanker can't. But these kids, when you're talking about six, seven, high jump and 11 feet, <laughs> like, what? That's crazy. Talk, doing uh, windmill dunks on the break? Carter Nelson? Uh, Carter, you know, it's funny, Sean, as I, as I talked to someone close to Carter this morning, he's, uh, so he's he's working through a little bit of a high ankle sprain, but he's still playing. He's still, but he's still throwing out windmills, man. It's wild. It's wild, this, this, this is the type of athleticism. Look, this is, the two kids they're going after, as you said, they could be more, both of them could be more athletic than Michael Mayer. Oh, easy. I, I, I would say. And that uh, might be blasphemous to people in the chat. It's not because I, I think Walter Matthews is probably a similar-ish athlete as mm-hmm. as Michael Mayer. I mean, on but just point blank. And again, we're not talking about just football players, right? Mm-hmm. Because Michael Mayer is one of the best football players we've ever seen at Notre Dame. So we're not saying these kids are better football players, but Carter Nelson's a better athlete than Michael Mayer. Mm-hmm. I mean, like that's just where we're at, right? The kid's a seven foot high jumper as a sophomore in high school. The Jalen Reddle kid is probably a more athletic kid. He's he's legit like four or five something athlete. So, yeah, they're more athletic. Will they be as nearly as good as Michael Mayer? Who knows? Probably not. I mean, Michael Mayer's – Sean, I say this all the time, and it still blows my mind. Yeah. In three years at Notre Dame, Michael Mayer cemented himself as possibly the greatest tight end to ever play at the best factory of tight ends in college football history. That's what Absolutely. Michael Mayer did, right? Absolutely. He is a – Dude, man, one of the best mm-hmm. players that I've ever seen don a Notre Dame uniform. Mm-hmm. Michael Mayer's that guy. Yeah. But athletically, Carter Nelson, Jaden Reddle, they're freak shows, man. Freak they are shows. freaky, freaky dudes athletically. And you said so, it right. As a high jump, seven feet. I meant to say jump. He can touch 11 foot. Oh, he's a real. He's It's like, I look, I remember the first time you're like, Sean, here you go. I'm like, all right. And yeah, I was wrong because I was like, Nebraska. I'm like, Nebraska? Eight-man football in Nebraska, too. Eight-man so, eight football? Yeah. I'm like, okay, double R. He's playing against nobodies, yeah. Right. yeah. Uh-huh. I'm like, okay, double R, let's, let's, let's check him out. Like, oh. <laughs> Someone said, I jump 11 feet. <laughs> yeah, I did say that. I did say that. <laughs> I did say that. Yeah. But, um. Hit you back like, yo, this kid was a three. Because wasn't he like originally a three star? Yeah, man. Because Sean, he comes from a (laughs) middle of nowhere school, man. Like, yeah. yeah. I'm like, yo, a three star? Yeah. I'm like, dude, please, let's get him signed up now. Like, and now he's a top 150 kid, and I promise as he continues to fill out, he'll probably be a top 50 recruit at some point. Like easily. that's why that's how talented I think he is. Easily. I mean, the kid is the dude. Woo. Like I said, high high jumping seven feet. Kid is jumping, man, eleven feet on the backboard. They talked about it, the videos out there. It's just just freakish athletic talent. And if, I'm, would they, would they dare take three in the twenty four class? Probably not. I, I would say two's the number, and th- that's a good segue, though, Sean, because it's very important. I I included this in my article this morning. A, a second tight end in this class is very important for Notre Dame, oh, and I, I know usually people would be like, 
it's Notre Dame. You know, you have tight ends for days. Mm. Notre Dame still has a lot of talent in the room, but with Michael Mayer declaring for the draft, with Kane Barong transferring at late at the later stages of this season, entering the portal, with Kevin Bauman and Eli Raritan dealing with injuries, you are down some tight ends this offseason, man. And if one of those guys, Kevin Bauman or Eli Raritan, doesn't come back healthy, then you're in a tough situation depth-wise. So, yeah, you need to get tight ends in this group. You do. Yeah. I think two's the number. I don't. I, I wouldn't anticipate it going higher than that, but I think yeah. two is definitely the number, man. I think it definitely is. So, again, getting a guy like Walter Matthews on campus, a Georgia kid who has never been to Notre Dame a couple weeks after you offered him to get him on this quick, I think it's big time. I do yeah. think it's big time. We'll he see. Wants, he wants to come during the winter? <laughs> and if he if he can come up to Notre Dame now, when I, I don't know how cold it is right now, Sean, what's it like 30s over there or something like that? I would imagine something in that months, ballpark. 30, and I think Indiana just got some precipitation, I want to say, yesterday. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the weather's going to be like this weekend, but it's pretty much around the 30s. So if he comes to campus now, and I know it's not snowing, that would be the ultimate test, right? That's when I thought Jason Robinson from Cal was actually a legitimate possibility when he's like rolling around in the snow when he came on campus, right? Absolutely, absolutely. But the fact that he's coming in a colder time of year, if he leaves and he has a great time and it moves the needle for him, that's when you know it's a potential fit, you know? Like that's that's legitimate, right? So, yeah, but big time, Uh, Walter Matthews. Uh, 70% of precipitation on uh, Thursday. Uh-oh. <laughs> Friday, it drops down to 28. Nice. Saturday, it'll be 25 on Saturday. Oh, man. So if he, if, he has a great, if he has a great time, man, it speaks volumes, right? The sun, the sun will be out, though. The sun will be out. That's good, at least. That's good, at least. Sean, to put the uh, seven-foot high jump in perspective, Alan English just hit us with this. He said the world record high jump is eight foot and a quarter inch. I had to look it up again. He did seven foot. That was like a sophomore high school as a, a sophomore. Yeah, yeah. Sean, yeah. this crazy. kid, this yeah. kid could legitimately be a high level, yeah. high uh, college jumper, a hundred percent. Yeah. And not to mention, he's a really good basketball player. Go watch his basketball highlight tape. It's just, it's weird, man. Like yeah. it is just, yeah, yeah. So. Yep, so that's going to be the couple of the visitors we have this week coming in. That's We're going to be constantly updating the visitor list at boards.irishbreakdown.com. So if you want the latest guys that are coming, go to boards.irishbreakdown.com. On the front page, there is a visitor list. It's at right at the top. It's going to say Junior Day and the date, which is January 14th. So go check out the message board and the intel pieces that we'll be putting up for the foreseeable future with transfer portal stuff, with recruiting stuff, with team stuff. There's a lot of things to talk about. Want to move, though, in to some All-American well, all Bowl recap as well as the Under Armour All-American game recap, Sean, that we got to take in. But that's going to do it for this section. Kind of some recruiting news around. 